welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, as always, Frank LaRosa, and I am joined by the legend, the legend in the industry, Dale Dempsey, president of Elite Consulting Partners. What's up, legend? Oh, I feel like I should be have some golden weapon or something like that <laughs> shining with, with emeralds the, and the, stuff. The legend, the man, <laughs> yeah. the myth, wanted man. It's great to be here. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic day. First frost coming about, I think, was this week. We're in the, to the fall season. Yeah. Went by fast. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like didn't plan on that happening so quick and just came upon us. You know, now I'm like, well, I got to think about getting the truck defrosted. So I'm going to wake up a little bit earlier and you know, do the things that, that'll get me here on time. So that's sort of interesting. That is true. I was talking to my wife this morning about how there was like frost coming off the pool and it was like sort of cool looking. But she's like, why is that? Well, I said, well, because the pool's a little bit warmer and it's cold outside again. Like the summer's gone. But anyway, that's an interesting point that you're making about sort of having to plan and shift your routine, right? Because today we wanted to talk about, by the way, thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate you. We sort of get right into this thing. So if you're new to the show or you're watching us on YouTube or you're not watching us on YouTube, you should be watching us on YouTube. Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. But we wanted to talk today, sort of a a fire drill kind of thing, Thursday thunder or thunder Thursday kind of thing going on. Wanted to talk about the fact that a lot of advisors this time of the year may be thinking, we talked about planning, we did a podcast about planning, right? Working on your business, not in your business. But there might be a lot of you right now that are thinking, well, I'm not going to really plan. I'm not really planning to be at my company next year. So what am I supposed to be doing, right? And this is an interesting topic because it's a mindset shift that you have to go through, sort of like Dale having to get up earlier to get the frost off his truck. Right now, he's got to sort of shift his mindset in terms of what he now has to do. And if you're thinking about, or if you've made the decision, or if you're thinking about making the decision that the current firm that you're at is not where you're going to be next year, right? Because you're sitting with your team, you're discussing that, maybe you've made that decision, you're going through due diligence. What are the things, and we get this question asked a lot, what are the things that we should be doing now as we're thinking about making a move that will make our move more successful? And these things that we're going to talk about today aren't like, you know, the, hey, what am I, you know, can I talk to my clients about making a move? That's not what I'm talking about, right? We're talking about really, which is one of the advisor's fears is, well, I haven't talked to Mrs. Jones in two years. Like, I don't know if she's going to come with me, right? Right. And we were talking earlier, which is actually where the genesis of this topic came from, right? You made a great point about what advisors should be doing this time of the year specifically that related to clients. But I think that that topic and tell everybody what was that it was about but can be translated into a benefit if you're thinking about making a move. Yeah, so really my thought around this time being more special than any other time in the year, you probably have more client interaction, you're probably doing events, prospective clients are in front of you more often and around clients. So you're having a lot more communication with clients. And Frank, your point was great because if you're thinking about your future firm for next year, This is the perfect time to get in and around your clients and be present and make sure that they they feel that. Show them the love, as I call it. Show them the love. 
You got to do that. This is the right time of year to do that if you're thinking about making a change next year. But it's not the only thing that you want to think about doing, right? Well, you know, I think there's a huge benefit in, I know this is going to sound odd, but with the market being choppy like it is and you as an advisor getting so many phone calls from your clients, it's a tremendous opportunity to start to make sure that you position yourself as the reason they're with you, right? Because you're positioning yourself above the firm. You're talking to them. You're reassuring them that they're being taken care of, that you and your team are taking care of them. Not the firm, but you and your team. And there's some things that you're working through that are going to be some great announcements next year that they're going to be excited about that you and your team are working on. And it's so great, John, that I'm able to talk to you and have a great communication. Yes, the market's going to, going to do what it's going to do, but I really enjoy our relationship. I really enjoy having you and your family as clients. I really enjoy the results that we've been able to give you and your family and the fact that you know Johnny's going to Clemson and the 529 that we started 15 years ago or 18 years ago, I guess, right? 18, 19 years ago has done so well. Take every one of those opportunities. When a client calls you and you may be thinking about like, ah, I'm getting these calls and they're concerned about their account. That might be the case and that can't change. So turn that conversation into something positive when they call. Hear them out, what they have to say, and then flip the script and then turn it into a reassurance phone call. So when they get off, they remember all of those things and then turn up the volume in terms of the number of outbound reaches that you're having with your clients. Because in this environment, and I know we get some advisors that say, oh, I don't, I can't leave now. I'm miserable at my firm or whatever it is. They keep changing this, they keep changing that. But with the market right now, I just, it's just not something I can work on. I'm afraid of losing clients, right? But the reality is in these environments, clients need you more than ever before. Clients don't have an interest in talking to someone new when they're in a period of time where they're, I won't say stress, but you know, they're concerned about their accounts. That's why in 2020, when we came out of COVID, the spike in moves went up so high. And the spike in moves at advisors went up so high, but the I'll call it the the retention rate that an advisor had when they moved to their new firm was near 100%. I've been doing this a long time. It's never been that high. Even the best advisors sometimes will lose a couple of clients. But what we saw in 2020, which was you know probably one of the more stressful periods of time in modern day, right? Well, in this last century, the clients were moving faster. They weren't even questioning talking to another advisor. They were just signing paperwork and moving. I got a theory about that. And it's right in line with another thing that you should be considering when you're going to make a change like this. You need to treat your staff like clients. I think that that period during COVID where everybody was making changes and a lot of teams were moving in unison to work at home, remote working, however that panned out, there were bonds and connections that were made during that period. And you saw this unification spill right over into the client relationship. But a, you know, a mistake that I see, and it can get complex when you have a bigger team, but I, I see mistakes made all the time when you're just not considering the fact that the staff is also a client too. So show them love, right? Make sure that when you're going to do this transition, that they're on board with it, right? Because they're going to be communicating the same way. And if you have a unified message, if you have 
the staff as excited as you are about the new firm, it's going to seep through when every interaction happens with the client. Don't just isolate it to to your excitement and your right. ambitions about the new firm. That's a great point. And you know, I would just put a disclaimer on make sure you're communicating with your staff at the appropriate time when and if you make the decision to move because you you might be communicating to somebody too early and they make a mistake and say something because their actions are your responsibility. But to Dale's point, one of the things that we advise our clients to do when you have that staff that's really tight with you and they're part of your team and they sort of know what's happening they sort of know what's happening, but they don't really know what's happening because you haven't been involving them in some of the conversations. To Dale's point, get them involved in some of those conversations. We advise our clients at some point, get your your main sort of team, your main support staff, where you have an office manager, whoever it is that's really running the show, because you know as advisors, we all know that you don't really run the show. It's your support staff that really is a strength behind your practice. I know that's how it is with our firm. But have them part of the technology demos let them see what it's going to be like to open up new accounts at the new firm. And when they see how much easier it is to open up an account at the new firm, they're going to get so excited. When they see how few hurdles they have to jump in order to get things done to do whatever, you know, variable annuity trades or whatever it is, right? right? They get excited. And that excitement, when they're talking to clients after you move, it was going to come through and their connection to the practice is tighter because they think that they were part of the decision-making. They were part of the process to move to the new firm. So there's a bond there. I think that's a tremendous, tremendous point. Yeah. And I don't know, like canary in the coal mine sort of like comes to right to the forefront, but they'll also tell you if it's not right for them and they'll be able to see that and articulate that to you as well. Like, well, you know what? Maybe it's not easier to open accounts or it's not easier to trade. Oh, no, uh, right. that's, on the no, platform. That's the point, right? and, and so you're going to get a good indication from them how successful is this move really going to be in the beginning. And then once you get there, I think it's super important to keep them involved. Right. Look, as an advisor, if you're running a successful practice, you're not opening up accounts. Right. right. So right. you're not going to know whether it's easier or not easier. Right. Right. Who's going to know? Your support staff. Yep. And so you have to make sure that they're involved. The other thing, too, is Respect the fact that they might have concerns about, well, what's going to happen with my vacation pay and what's going to happen with my, I need benefits because I have three kids and I be cognizant of the fact that their concerns are going to be different than your concerns because they're not getting, you know, millions of dollars to make the move, right? If they're, right. If they're lucky, you're going to give them, you know, a hundred grand or something. Yeah. Kind of along those lines, anticipating things that are happening in their life. You should do the same thing with clients too, right? Ask them maybe this time more important than ever about potential things that are coming up that you might want to plan for if you know the back office middle office services change out right yeah. effectively if if you decide to take your business in a slightly different direction talk to clients about that what are the things i should be thinking about that could potentially come up now i'm not saying announce a move by no means that's that's not what no, we're but, saying but look, we we had a client that we had a banking client private wealth client, you know, they had a minimum of $50 million for their clients and they had a garden leave, right? And so we strategically picked the time that they were going to leave to your point based on their client's activity, right? So we did it at the end of the year. They had a 60 day garden leave. So we made sure that the garden leave was from the second week of December to the first week of February, because most of their wealthy clients did all their tax planning, did all their tax loss selling, 
did everything they needed to do before the holidays, and then they go on vacations, right? They go to Europe, they go wherever they go for a month or whatever, because they're wealthy individuals, right? They're not really around in, in December and January. So they really, that 60-day garden leave was really only relevant for maybe a couple of weeks, right? right? And then when they were allowed to then make those phone calls to their clients, their clients were just coming back and their success rate was tremendous because we picked the right time based on the clients, not the advisors. Right. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes you can you can get thrown for a loop. We've seen this before too, where you know, the client all of a sudden has some sort of event come up that you're going to need a service you didn't have, well, you don't currently have at your firm yeah. or it doesn't work quite the way you want to, something you didn't anticipate. That's the whole point of this podcast is to over-communicate with your clients about what their needs are as part of preparation. Do the same thing with your staff as part of preparation for this potential change yeah. that can be coming across. And I think there's one other element inside of there too. And it's, it has to do with your family and maybe even your friends talking to them because you're probably going to be a little bit busier than usual when you make that change. Yeah. So getting them prepared for the excitement that's going to come once you do that and the focus that you're going to need to get everything established once the changes are made. You know, I think far too often it's sort of like people are trying to make plans with their friends and their family and not get driving home the, the point that I might be making some efforts professionally that would draw my attention away from yeah, vacations. Nobody's going to say it that way. Right, but vacations <laughs> and things yeah. like that. So I also think this time of the year is great to send out your you know, financial planning reports, right? So you're not moving this year. So it's not like you're going to raise red flags if all of a sudden you start sending out the year-end financial planning reports to your clients that that they might want to keep on file if you're going to move in the second quarter of next year that they happen to have that report, right? Sometimes the mistake that advisors make is they know they're going to move in 60 days and all of a sudden they decide to send out 100 you know, reports to their clients, which is client communication, which is held for record. And so, you know, they may get a knock on the door by their manager saying, hey, what happened here? All of a sudden you're you're sending out all these reports. It seems a little bit odd, right? So use this time of the year to send that stuff out because it's in normal course of business. It's the end of the year. You want to send this stuff out to your clients. Do things this time of the year that are under the cover of year-end planning, holiday events, communication to clients, all of those things, so it doesn't raise any red flags. That's really important if you want to have a successful move. So there's so many other things people ask us, and I don't really want to get into it today, but people really ask us, you know, well, am I allowed to talk to clients about what I'm doing? You're, you're not allowed to talk to clients about what you're doing. You're not allowed to tell them that you're actually making a move. You can tell them that, you know, you're doing year-end planning as a team. And one of the things that you do is you you identify whether or not the platform that you're on and the firm that you're at is the best platform and firm for you as a practitioner to service them as a client. And so you say that in passing, you know, you just let them know that you're you're doing some planning yourself. Talk about having an offsite meeting with your team, right? That your clients like to know that. I know that's sort of like some advisors think it's it's like taboo to talk to your clients about your business like a business, right. it's not taboo. Most of your clients are successful. They have money. That's why they're your client. They appreciate that you're running a business. And you're probably going to connect with them on a personal level because they've done that in their companies and they can appreciate right. 
right. the fact that you are thinking about their best interest right. as you're going through your responsibility to make sure that they are at the right firm with you right. to serve their needs for their family. Yeah, if they say, oh, are you, oh, Dale, are you, are you leaving, you know, whatever firm you're at? You say, no, no, that's not what I was saying. What I'm saying is I'm, I'm looking, I review the firm that I'm at to make sure that we're getting the services that we need in order to service you as an advisor. There may be a time in the future that that I'm not here, but I certainly haven't made any decision like that today. Don't say, but I'll let you know. Like, don't say something like that. You have to just sort of leave it open-ended. If the client says to you at that point, well, I'll go wherever you go, right? You say, well, looks, I really appreciate that. And again, I'm not saying I'm leaving the firm. I'm just letting you know that I'm, that we're doing an offsite. We're doing a review of all the capabilities of the firm to make sure that we're we're at the right firm. But I do appreciate your loyalty. And, you know, Dale, just know that if a time ever came that I wasn't going to be here, there are certain rules and regulations within our industry that prohibit me from letting you know that before I ever left. So, but I appreciate you letting me know that you're with us if we ever to do that. Again, I'm not leaving. I'm not saying that I'm going anywhere. So you have to continually reinforce that, which is really, really important because you don't want to violate any, any rules from your firm. And you certainly don't want to put your client in a position where... If you did leave, you know, 90 days later or a couple months later and, and your manager calls that client up because they're an important client and says, hey, did Dale ever tell you that he was leaving? And your client doesn't have to lie. You can say, no, as a matter of fact, he said he wasn't leaving. I just said, I had a thought here just to get your opinion on this. Have you ever had an advisor read from a piece of paper going through a conversation with a client like that? And would that be, is that taking it too far? Because I thought to me that that sounded almost sounded like a like a comical way to. So I've never had a client actually read a statement <laughs> like that on paper to insinuate. But I have <laughs> coached clients on how to have a proper. I sound British. Proper. Yeah. Uh, have a proper have a correct a conversation that doesn't violate protocol policies. You have to be very careful about that, folks. You can't violate. It's just. It's so easy to move today until you violate policies. Right. So right? don't get creative like I just said. Yeah. Suggested. So what I'm saying is I've had enough discussions. I've had enough clients that have consulted with lawyers on these conversations. I've been on some of those phone calls. So what we've coached advisors on the right way to say things, right? I moved my own book. So now back then there was no protocol, but you still weren't allowed to tell your clients that you were leaving, right? Right. So- I had artful discussions. Yeah, yeah, in some way it was even more challenging. It was more challenging. I had artful conversations with clients. So you just have to be really careful. But we've coached advisors on exactly what to say. And if you do it the right way, it's fine. Your clients have a right to go wherever they want to go. Your clients, I know that everyone throws this protocol thing around. We're not going to get into protocol conversation today. But the reality is no firm can stop a client from going anywhere that they want. That's a fact. The wirehouse firms don't want to admit that, but that's a fact. Now, you can't take their information. That's fine. There's so much public information on the internet. All you have to know is your name of your client and where they live, which you probably know by heart, and you can get their information. And once a client calls you, if the client reaches out to you, there's nothing that the firm can do. The firm cannot tell a client where they can. Oh, you can't move your account to such, such, such firm. They can't do that. But what you don't want to do is while you're at your current firm, and we're talking about this as it relates to planning and thinking about moving, right? 
What you don't want to do is tell your clients you're leaving the firm next year. Even if you don't know where you're going, even if you have no idea and you haven't started that process, but you guys made a decision that you're leaving, you cannot tell your clients that. You can, I'm, I'm telling you, like if you're watching me on YouTube, you see my hands flying because I'm Italian. I emphasize with my hands, but you cannot tell your clients that you're moving firms. You can tell your clients that you're unhappy at the firm. You can tell your clients that that's been frustrating this year, getting accounts open for you as a client, and that detracts from the service that that you as an advisor are giving the client. There's nothing wrong with having a conversation with some of your key clients about the frustrations you have at your current firm, right? These clients are smart people, right? They might say to you, well, listen, if you ever leave the firm, I'm with you, so don't worry about it. I know when I left, when I was at Prudential Securities, when I left, I had a lot of my clients say, thank God, I'm glad you left because I was really only there for you, right? So that's the case most of the times nowadays, right? right? But that's what you're allowed to do. The other thing I'll tell you is if you are gonna do that, I do advise that you, and a lot of firms will give you representation, legal representation if you're going to that firm, but I'd also advise you to spend a little bit of money and get your own attorney and let your own attorney, because if there, something happens, right, it's great that the firm that you're going to go to is going to give you an attorney, right? They're going to pay for some consultation, right? But if something goes wrong and there's a there's an opinion that you violated some policy, that attorney that's being paid for by the firm is not going to represent you anymore because there's a conflict. Right, because that they're retained by the firm. They, right. You're not the client. You're not the client. what that boils down to is right. you're not the client. The firm is the client. So we always recommend this is a big transaction, no matter how big or small your business is, right? To you, it's a huge transaction. Spend a few dollars, a couple thousand bucks is worth every penny to have your own attorney. Make sure it's a securities attorney, please. I have a lot of people that, oh, I have a buddy that's a you know real estate attorney. No. Like, <laughs> no, please don't do that. Unless you're doing a real estate transaction. And we had one, we, I mean, not that I want to open up this can of worms, but we had one where we actually paid for the attorney in the hopes that they were going to move. And then, well, yeah, part of that was to get an opinion on a very opinion, specific right. matter. And it wasn't just any securities attorney. It was an attorney who had specific experience. Right. It was very relevant to the client. Right. To your point. And the firm couldn't pay for it. Yeah. So. And I wasn't going to find a maritime attorney to do something like that. Right. That's, so do yourself the favor get a, a securities attorney, preferably one that's worked in this you know transition space. There's a lot. Right. There's a handful of really good ones there's, that are popular There's a handful there. of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. And we work yeah. with a bunch of them. We can recommend them. You also have to make sure that the attorney that you're working with can't be, if you're at Wells Fargo, for an example, and you're leaving Wells Fargo, well, that attorney that you talk to may not be able to represent you because they also work with Wells Fargo and they can't be adverse to Wells Fargo. So there's some things that you have to deal with, which is why we have sort of a handful of really good attorneys to recommend I would say that's probably the biggest gift of the podcast is make sure you're 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 having these conversations. Run your conversation that you'd like to have past the attorney, so he can he or she can say, yeah, this is what you can say, this is what you can't say. Last point I want to make: if as part of planning here, some of these things didn't necessarily apply to you, the ones that where we can really really help are if you're you're starting your own business, if you're taking down your own office space. We launched a company a few years ago called Practice Dynamics that will address all of the planning needs you need to. I don't want to get into a long-winded conversation about specific scenarios. We had one recently where they didn't use this and then they turned around and used us because they didn't plan properly and we were urging them to plan properly just because we do this on a regular basis. We move advisors, we set up these 
these offices ahead of time. We get them ready to go day one. They're organized and they're ready to open up accounts. So consider that as yeah, that's, that planning. Goes, that goes into planning and getting ahead. And you know, some of these firms recommend technology that they use because they get good deals on them. But it doesn't make doesn't make it the the right technology. And that's one of the things that we had happen with one of our clients is that they use the technology that the firm hardware, I should say, yeah. that the firm recommended. And you know, the firm was basically, well, you don't have to work with them because you know we got this covered. Meanwhile, the day after they joined, they realized, oh shit, excuse me this isn't the right stuff. You know, there's some issues there. And then they're calling us to try to fix the problem. So now we have to fix the problem after they've already spent thousands of dollars on the wrong tech. We see technology across the industry. We see technology from every firm. We know what the right technology is. Hardware is some software, but hardware primarily. And we set up offices. It's not our first rodeo. So make sure you get ahead of that stuff. Assume one, you're going to spend more than you think you're going to spend. Two, it's going to take longer to set up than you think it's going to set up, right? Three, it's going to be harder to find real estate than you think it's going to be, right? There's going to be logistic Logistic stuff, setting up your LLCs. There's a time when you need to do that. Compensation. I have a call tomorrow with a client that we're going to be going over compensation because they're at a wirehouse firm and they're leaving and they've never had to deal with paying their assistant, right? Assistance. So they want to know now as a business owner, how do I set up the compensation structure? Okay, so we're going to have that conversation. She's smart because she's doing it basically a few months ahead of time, right? Before she moves, not when she gets there. So we can help you sequence these things out. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to have those conversations with somebody brilliant, give this guy a call right here, Dale Dempsey. And they'll refer you right over to this guy. (laughs) Yeah, right. Frank LaRosa. And then we'll work on it together because that's usually what we do a lot of times. So you put the brains together, you get one really smart brain. But anyway, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, again, thanks for watching us. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to share this with somebody. If you have a friend that you think is thinking about making a move, show them this podcast, have them watch it, listen to it in the car. We appreciate it. Share it. We love it. Smash that like button. If you're if you're listening on, on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Send us content. You can email Dale at, Dale at EliteConsultingPartners.com with some ideas. Don't forget to check out my Instagram page at FrankLaRosa.Elite. Well, there's also some great content on there. That's where we post some of the content on our podcasts. We really appreciate tech out our LinkedIn pages. We put a lot of stuff on there as well. The goal and purpose of what we do every single day is to provide great content to the financial service community to help every financial advisor improve their practice in one way or another. So we hope this helps. We hope it improves your practice. Have a great time. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.